all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. You can follow us on all your favorite social meds <laughs> at All Bad Things Pod on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, X, TikTok, Twitch, Blue Sky, Threads, Reddit. Well, that we don't actually have that username on Reddit. True. But there's a subreddit. You can join our Facebook discussion group. <laughs> yes, our subreddit and our Discord. And email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Do all of those things. <laughs> it's a little chaotic, but we got there. Yeah. <laughs> we are recording this episode slightly out of order and also early. So while this will come out after the episode we have not yet recorded... Mm-hmm. This will also come out after Super Bowl Sunday, and yes, we don't know who won. We do not. Because <laughs> this is like a week before. I am hoping for a tie. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> no, they right? Wouldn't. Not for no, the... They wouldn't. They, they would, go for playoff games, they would right? go. They would go five overtimes if they had to, if they had to decide oh a winner. God. Not that I would ever get to that, but right. you, you never know. What's the longest it's... Well, It has they, gone to overtime. Once. A Super Bowl? Yep. When? The, uh, the frickin' the one, the Patriots, when they came back from 28-3, to 3, they won that game in overtime. I don't know. I am unfamiliar. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not know. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather. Well, we can just simply not discuss. I'd it. rather it just didn't happen. <laughs> but it did. Yeah. Well. Uh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, that's what I'm pulling for is a tie. I'm sick of Kansas City at this point, and I've never really liked the Niners. I mean, when I was growing up, the Niners were that—that that was the king the franchise. Mm. Them and Dallas. So. Mm. I love that Dallas is just a mess. <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> God's team. Yeah. God like, doesn't like his team. One very of the much, other managers that works in a different department, like mm-hmm. he doesn't know like my seething hatred for the Cowboys. I kinda play along when he's like yeah. when he's like, Oh, they you know, because he's kinda depressed. I'm like, You should be depressed. <laughs> it's like you motherfuckers have won five Super Bowls. I don't want to hear your shit. I, oh, I revel boy. in the fact that you're just you just can't win playoff games. Somebody sounds like a little bitter Bills fan. What? Who? Mm-hmm. Not me. Did they keep their coach? The Bills? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, he wasn't in danger of getting okay. fired. But Dallas kept their coach, and he was really in danger really? of being... Yeah. Okay. So, it also has something to do with Jerry Jones being, like, 87 years old and kind of looking like a corpse that moves around he, a little bit. He's an old, rich, white man. He can go ahead and just... Uh, <laughs> bye-bye, Jerry. It's like you see... Because uh, this is Super Bowl time, so you'll see clips of old older super bowls and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you'll see what jerry jones and jimmy johnson looked like 30 years ago oh, and it's right. just like uh-huh. my god it's mm-hmm. like those dudes are old jimmy now. johnson is getting old <laughs> yeah because he's a commentator now yeah. because at the so, time yeah. like jimmy johnson was probably like in his early 40s he I still think... had all gray hair or yeah. all white hair <laughs> yeah from being like a coach Steve martin <laughs> yeah and jerry jones was maybe like 50 which i mean mm-hmm. Nowadays is certainly not considered really old at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe in nineteen ninety two a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, but yeah, and then you look at him now, it's like wow. Yeah. It's like I, but I'm gonna age more horribly than that because I don't have tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, and right. They, and they do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Well, at least they don't. They can, they can take mud baths every day that costs like five hundred dollars, and it's not true. 
Yeah. At least they don't spray paint on their hair like James That's Brown. true. They both do have hair. <laughs> they do have hair. Yeah. Pretty sure it's not fake either. No. I think, I think they do have hair, but uh, James Brown, the godfather of soul. That's the one. Also the football commentator. <laughs> yes, does not. Oh, they sprayed a whole new like head of hair on him last week. I was looking <laughs> really? at it. I was like, I was like, that man does not have close to that much hair. I was like, but they did a good job because they were outside and it was, you know. Right. I just love that. Spread it on correctly. Men are just as vain as women, even though women are the ones who get nailed for it because we get. Especially when it comes to uh, uh, being in the public eye. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Always is. (laughs) So, this uh, the topic we're doing today. Uh I'm pretty sure. episode list which will include if anyone's ever suggested it so that i can pull it up because this is a since you are doing this week since i'm doing this week since you're doing this week (laughs) um all right so what we're doing is the hartford circus fire oh absolutely yeah i was gonna say I know people have suggested that because i've seen those uh seen those sorry that i'm talking off mic here uh, oh. Oh, that's a different one. Yeah. There's, there's two All right. of them. So what we have listed is, there was a different Hartford disaster. Uh, um, is Amy, Katrina, Jennifer, and Cassie. Have I was going to say, yeah. yeah. So there's several people. Well, hopefully, okay. I, hopefully I don't let any of them down, nor the rest of the audience. Well, Wikipedia won't. <laughs> well, no, this this one is not just Wikipedia. Not just Wikipedia, no. cut and paste. Other sources cut exactly. and paste. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> this is also from History Channel. Okay. And the Hartford Courant, okay. which is their Very local newspaper. Good. I do appreciate you uh, citing. So, th- so this is one that I have 100% heard of and absolutely, like I said, a bunch of people have suggested it. And I'm pretty sure others have too and that I didn't keep as good a track of. So apologies if I didn't mention you and you did recommend this. But you know what? I don't really know anything about it. Well, let's find out about it. Did you know anything about it before? I knew a little bit and that like, okay. again, knew just knew what happened and knew the like around the edges, but... Is this like an early 1900s thing? Well, let's get into it, okay. shall we? So this is the Hartford Circus Fire. Mm-hmm. So on July 6th, 1944... Oh, wow, that's a lot later than I thought. In Hartford, Connecticut, children from all over the area were about to get the best treat they could possibly get. No, not a PS5 or an Xbox <laughs> One, which, let's face it, is fucking way better than a circus. <laughs> It, it is. Well, for modern kids, anyway. Any kids. Like, even alien kids. Would but the be kids like, back then would have had no context for how to use it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Somebody should go back in time oh, and then okay. just give Introduce all the kids PS5s gotcha. and Xbox Ones, and then the society would be better. <laughs> would it, though? It would. Uh, so, unfortunately, video games did not exist in any form. Not at all, At literally. the time, there was... Yeah. I mean, there were board games, stuff like that. Yes. Uh-huh. But I, an electronic game? No. Not existent. No. Um, was there a baseball game coming to town, perhaps? No, as the only Major League Baseball team in the city of Hartford's history, the Dark Blues, folded in 1877. Oh, wow. So what could everyone be so excited for? The circus! It was not just any circus. It was the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. okay. That's like a big headliner, major vendor sort of At this time, this Uh is like one of like the attractions like in in the United States, North America. Touring, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
uh, one of the top attractions in the nation, especially during World War II. Mm-hmm. We're still in the middle of World War II. Yes, I, when you said forty four, I was like, wow. Oh, this, this is, is July six forty four. So D Day has already happened. D Day literally happened a month earlier. D Day, but has, now we're but on D Day has not. Correct. It's a year. We're on D Day plus like thirty. I think D Day right. winds up being D Day like plus four eighty something. Anyway. Oh, like when the number when of days. The war ended. Yeah. Yes. To VE Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, D-Day just happened a month earlier. Wow. Um, so war is still... It's still going. Although the tide is turning, right? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. But still, mm-hmm. it's, there's no yeah. certain outcome. And probably a bunch of those kids' dads are, um, overseas and their moms are, like, working at munitions plants and stuff. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. So with an estimated 8,000 people in attendance, July 6th, 1944 would be one of the darkest days in the history of the United States and the deadliest day in the history of Connecticut. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Huh. I, I didn't... Yeah, I don't know the details of this one at all, other than there's a circus, mm-hmm. there's Connecticut, yes. and there's a fire. Yes, But now is. I'm also getting the sense there's a bunch of kids here who are not going to survive. Which yeah. is horrible. Yes. So, uh, I thought, we haven't done this in a little while, and I was mm-hmm. kind of curious about the statistics of the city of Hartford, so let's oh, okay. let's delve into no, Hartford, I, Connecticut. I don't think we've ever visited Hartford. I don't think we have. I personally have. No, I know. I mean, no, in, I mean in the, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Um, well, it's where, do you mention the Whalers? I don't. Oh, okay. Um, the, the, our now Carolina Hurricanes used to be the Hartford Whalers correct. out of Hartford. And you can still get Hartford Whalers gear mm-hmm. here. Still, and you still have one of the jersey. Uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still like to me probably the best logo ever. Like it, it, just, it, it is just is clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. I agree. Can't go wrong with it. Um, I think that's the reason it's still around because people feel the same way. They're like they don't want that logo to go away. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so. plus throwback stuff is always popular. Always. So yeah. yeah. So, uh, Hartford, Connecticut was founded in 1635. Uh, New and England, it, yeah. And is one of the oldest cities in the history of the United States. Oh. It is hold to the country's oldest public art museum, oh. the Wadsworth Athenium. Athenium. The oldest publicly funded park, the Bushnell Park. Oh. And the oldest continuously published newspaper in the country, the Hartford Courant. Huh. Wow. Mark Very Tw- historic. Mark Twain wrote some of his most famous works while being a resident of the city and said of Hartford, quote, of all the beautiful towns, it has been my fortune to see this is the chief, unquote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to not, I've never been to Hartford, so I, I can't say anything, but I'm not sure if I had been, and I'm not particularly well-traveled, but I don't know that I would say that Hartford is like the greatest <laughs> I mean, city I've ever I was literally there, now that I think about it, so I, uh, that's where Clear Channel's headquarters was, was in Hartford, mm-hmm. so I had to go there for training for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been a, right about this time, like 22, in 2002, was 22 years ago, Jesus Christ, uh-huh. but it was. Is ESPN also out of Hartford? No, no they're, they're out of... Um, somewhere else in Connecticut. Uh, not Burlington. Stanford? One no. of them. One of the Connecticut. One of the Connecticut's. <laughs> oh man, why? It's like tip of my tongue. Bristol. Sort of. Bristol, Connecticut Bristol? Okay. is where ESPN. It's a little small town. Is Hartford a, like a suburb of New York City a or is it bit. farther out? No, it's not too much. Okay. It, like, okay. Connecticut, Rhode Island. Like, well, no, all... I know they're all really close, yeah. but is it more like central Connecticut or is it no pretty close to as far geographically? As the, uh, I don't know. I did not look at that uh, geographically. 
It's Connecticut. Connecticut's not very big. <laughs> no, it's not. Let me see. Hard, it's there. Hard. I'm just curious. I don't think it's that far out of New York City because we've picked up the train from there. I mean, it's actually pretty central Connecticut. Yeah. It's equidistant between like New York and Boston, it looks like, roughly, as the crow flies. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty close to Providence and Newport, too. Jesse! All the uh, all the uh, all the popular New England towns. Yes, <laughs> all the big ones, all the hits. But yeah, I was there. It would have been right at this time, twenty two years ago. Okay. All I remember was like it was just gray and cloudy. And well, it, <laughs> February is not the prettiest <laughs> no. time to visit. And uh, we did the training bullshit during the week, which you know, kind of mm-hmm. paid attention. Mm-hmm. But uh, we just went to the casino every night, so. There was the, a casino. The, there was a, a reservation. Cher- or not a not Cherokee. I can't remember what it is. Reservation like half hour away, and the but the hotel we stayed at shuttled people there and back. Oh, so okay. <laughs> it was it was the easiest. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. it was the easiest way to what uh, way to get there and back, and it was kind of the only thing to do. I remember, like the whaler, yeah. whalers were not in town in two thousand two. In 2002, they right. They, they had, had been already. long gone. Uh-huh. When did they switch? To... Nineteen ninety seven. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they've been gone for about a little over five years at that point, and oh. there's just, like, I don't know, like, it was Hartford. <laughs> it was Hartford. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's beautiful, like, in the spring and summer. Sure. I'm, yeah. Well, according to Mark Twain, it's the most beautiful city he's it's, ever it, been to. It, it, it's the chief, he it's said. A, Tis the chief of the beautiful cities. But, uh, yeah, so I've, yeah, I spent five days there 22 years ago, and okay. was about, and, went to, and, went, and went to the casino. It's possible I've driven through it, but I, I don't recall and i certainly have never stayed there well maybe now we'll have to stay yes so hartford has been the sole capital of connecticut since 1875 with new haven alternating as the dual capital before this time huh i didn't know dual capitals yeah Hmm. so dutch settlers began exploring the area going all the way back to 1614 and in 1623 established a fur trading post with nearby settlement new amsterdam New now, York. Now known as what city? Yep, New York. And of course, the damn fur traders. There's so many fur yep, traders I, in North America. I come from a long line. Yes, you do. <laughs> Mercenary fur traders. Uh, so this fur trading settlement became known as the Dutch West India Company. Mm-hmm. Around the time of the tragedy is when the city of Hartford began, began experiencing a rapid population decline due to white flight and struggling in industries, oh. amongst other things. But has seen a steady population increase since the late 1990s. Oh. And as of uh, 2020, the latest census available, mm-hmm. the city's population is 121,054 residents. A city proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a metro area of 1.2 million people, making it the 48th largest metro area in the United States. That's a little smaller than the triangle area. Well, it's, it also, um, it all that also stands to reason why professional teams have had a hard time making it in Hartford because yeah. it's kind of in the middle of all these other well-established Big cities. Teams. Yeah. I mean, people who uh-huh. live in Connecticut are generally fans of like the Bruins, New or York the, teams or New York or yeah. Boston teams. Uh-huh. And Hartford's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we, we got a team. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> but, but they, they, the hurricanes as the hurricanes, mm-hmm have been wildly more successful than the Hartford Whalers mm-hmm. ever were. Well, but we're not as close to a giant city with its own franchise. We right. are not all that far from D.C., Mm-mm. but not super Far enough away either. where it's not considered... Same with Atlanta. Yeah. Is there an Atlanta hockey team? There has been two of them. But not at present. No. Okay. So, 
so we don't have the... both the teams moved to, both the teams moved to Calgary or no one moved to Calgary the other one moved to Winnipeg oh okay they both moved to Canada um so so it stands to reason that it's a little bit of a desert for a franchise so it's it's easier to establish one whereas Hartford if there's a bunch of people like in Boston they, they, a bunch they were of people in New by York. the time the Whalers came around yeah. like people were used to in the area were used to rooting for other teams right that had been well established right. that had been around for you know 40 50 years and you need fans you need homers you do. and if you if your homers are well, all you need, fans you need, of other places, here's what you need bottom line is you need your team to win well yes that'll attract the fans <laughs> mm-hmm. you know Around here, but you have to get a foothold first. You, you yeah. do. Around here, we won a Stanley Cup fairly early. Yeah, which established serves a you know goes to yeah. serve, but you know for we didn't make them. Also, didn't make the playoffs for ten years. Yeah, and in this area, people are used to winning teams. Mm-hmm. People are used to Duke winning in basketball and yeah. UNC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to you know winning in baseball. Like there's big what? time. <laughs> what, if we, what if we won in baseball? No, no, no. Um, I'm talking about like Duke and UNC. Like oh, it's ACC, college, yes. college football. <laughs> like, we don't have a baseball, major yeah. league baseball team, but I yeah. gotcha. Um, so, people around here are used to winning. They're yeah. not going to show up if you're not winning, which, yeah. we, which we experienced. You can see in the stands, yeah. And then when we started mm-hmm. winning again, it was real weird. It was like, I have to stand in line to get a beer? What, like, what all is, these people are Like, back. what is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> There's a line for the bathroom? It's the downside when your team is doing well, right? Yeah. And it's it's been like you can't get a beer or go to the bathroom within like ten minutes for like five years now. Yeah. But I remember a good five years where it was just like, yeah, I'm going to the going to the bathroom, gonna grab a beer, would take like Be five back minutes. In five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, just kind of where Hartford's location mm-hmm. is. It's it's around a bunch of big cities. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not a big city itself. Not comparatively, no, certainly. Not even to these close. huge metro areas. No. Its metro area is smaller than some actual cities around it, just right. the city proper. So, mm-hmm. um, but Hartford is home to several major industries, with insurance and financial Hartford services yep. being the biggest, mm-hmm. um, while also being home to aerospace manufacturing, which I didn't huh. know, and broadcasting. Yes. Uh huh. Because mm-hmm. um, it's just easier to have all those places not close enough. all in New York City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's close but, enough. But close to it, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the so now that we've had a little bit of the history on Hartford, Geography Hartford Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, a little bit of history on the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Barely Circus. Because it's an, let's face it. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever been to I've never been to one of their circus. circuses. I I remember like when I was a little kid there was like a circus in Messina. It, <laughs> it probably meant <laughs> It probably meant, like, five people knew how to ride a horse. Probably, like, a bunch of human and animal rights violations going on and, in that circus. And looking back on it, like, these things were happening when it was, like, seven, eight, nine. Like, we didn't realize back then, we kind of realized that later, like, the people who work these things were just getting fucking hammered all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. I'll never forget working a, uh, uh, when I worked in Alexandria Bay, New York, before I moved down here, the summer before, working um, a banquet for Laidlaw, which was the the bus drivers union. Okay. And seeing the people that drove kids to school. Oh no! <laughs> just all getting completely I'm just getting hammered. Wrecked. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, they're allowed to do that as long as they're not driving. Then driving the buses. They are, but they also just they they looked like they they looked like. Half of them look like people that probably just lived in the woods. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. 
I'm like, these are the people that took us to school. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. But, um... I've never been to a circus. I've been to Cirque du Soleil, which is very different than a traditional circus. Yeah, I don't think I've been to like one of these. I don't think I've been to no. a big, if I'm not like mistaken, a big top event. Which I don't is know if you this. get into this, but if I'm not mistaken, they're not around anymore. I'm, I am going to okay. get into that. Okay. And, and All right. They're back, believe it or not. Really? They are. We'll oh, get no, in, we'll, I don't we'll, know that I like that. We shall get into that. Well, I struggle with circuses just because I don't because of vegan my veganism I, I don't agree with using animals in performance we're gonna get into that as well oh. as for much later mm. so ringling brothers and barnum and bailey circus has a long history dating all the way yeah. back to 1871 mm-hmm. when some of the founders began hosting touring circus shows hugh jackman <laughs> yes <laughs> never saw that movie me neither uh, although the company itself has been on hiatus Oh, Since okay. 2017, up until today. Okay. And that's we'll my cliffhanger. Right. Yeah, cliffhanger. For, okay. for, uh, for later. Okay. Um, it, they do start to host they host a new event right towards the end of 2023. We'll get oh, into that. Oh, okay. Wow, literally um, very recently. Yes. So up until today, it still remains as one of the most recognizable brands in American history. Like, yeah, sure. You just know when somebody says it, mm-hmm. you just you know, know what it, it means. It's yeah. very embedded in American culture, for yes. sure. Yeah. Uh, they began operation under their current name in 1919 after hosting shows as two separate entity, entities okay. before that. Uh, before that time, billing their events as... Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey? What? It's the greatest, greatest show, show on, on Earth. Earth! Yes, okay, I gotcha. So, like, that tagline also made them, like, people just know that tagline. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, the, those taglines that just become part of... Mm-hmm. Um, Pop culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The vernacular. Their debut show under the new under the now merged companies took place in New York City in that same year of 1919. Though labor shortages and rail travel complications brought on by World War One mm-hmm. were still having an effect on most industries in the United States during this time, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus was an immediate hit, while further cementing its reputation as "quote unquote" the okay. greatest show on earth. Well, plus, like. Movies are around, so people can't mm-hmm. go see a movie. And talkies are around. Oh, yes, for a while now, by the mid-40s. Mm-hmm. But in terms of live entertainment, sports aren't even what they are now, in terms of, like, and the spectacle. Only, and the only huge spectator sport in mm-hmm. the 1940s, well, baseball. golf would be golf and baseball would be mm-hmm. the biggest. Mm-hmm. Even even minor league teams in baseball at this time had huge attendance. Pull in, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so it makes sense that the circus would be really exciting because it's a it's just something different. big show. Yeah, you get, well, to, you get to see somebody, uh, whip a lion in front of you. Oh, jeez. Which is gotta be Ugh. nuts. Well, and, um, <laughs> at this point, like, it's not like rock bands are touring. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, this is pretty much, like, the most interesting thing you can go see. <laughs> what was the, what was the band you'd mentioned a couple weeks ago? You bought their CD when you were, when they were, like, oh, Miller. Yeah. See the Glenn, Glenn, Miller. Glenn Miller's touring. <laughs> Glenn Miller's coming to Hartford as well. <laughs> Come have my record. <laughs> Please have it. Nobody will buy it. I've got a heart full of soap just for you. My yeah, pretty, it was, pretty baby. So it was that guy. <laughs> or, or going to the circus. Glad like, Miller. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the circus. And and all the grown ups with no kid their kids were grown and left the house. They went to go see Glenn Miller and all the Parents yes. with kids went to go yes. see the circus. And they were having the sex. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so <laughs> random. 
1929, just three years after the passing of Charles Ringling, one of the founders, the company continued to flourish when it purchased the American Circus Corporation, hmm. the owner of five separate circuses, for a small sum of $1.7 million. Back in then. Which is then. now worth, what do you think? 15 to 20 million? Higher. Oh, 50 million? Lower. <laughs> 35 million? Lower than that. It is uh, now worth $31.6 million. Okay. Okay. So the. <laughs> we would have so, gotten to it eventually. Yes. We're doing all the laughter now because it's going to get sick. I'm sure. Yes. yes. It, we've, I forgot the whole greatest loss of life in the history of Connecticut part. And the fact that it's all children, so yikes. Oh, it's not all. It's it's mm. it's a mix. No, I I I can understand yeah. that, but that a bunch of kids die. That's just horrible. So the circus suffered in the 1930s due to the Great Depression. Depression, but managed to still tour the country and stay in business. If they were careful and smart about it, they could charge they probably, like just little enough that people could still go. They probably operated at a loss, but enough yeah. of a loss that they could take on. That they, you know, they're like, we can, if we can push like, through, we can right. recover down the road. They're yeah. like, the depression's not going to last forever. Right. Um, <laughs> once we go to war again. Mm. But, I mean, but seriously. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so special dispensation was also given to the circus by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt mm -hmm. to use the rails to operate in 1942 in oh. spite of travel restrictions imposed as a result of World War II, obviously. Huh. Okay. So many of the most famous images from the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus were published in magazines and posters during this time. And they're associated with rail cars too. Yes. Because mm -hmm. like the um, they used to sell. I don't know if they still do boxes of oh sure Barnum and oh Bailey yeah and Ringling Brothers oh yeah the little animal crackers oh yeah and it's got. An image, and they had the I the, the, the diecast a... toys too. When I, and they probably still have them. Yeah, yeah, but it had an image of a rail car with like mm -hmm. all the animals on it. And well, everything, that's where the so... animal crackers. I think that's where it comes from. Although I it's don't from know. the circus. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, hot take. I actually like really like animal crackers. I think they're good. They are they're good strong for, for for some for being reason. So weird. Yes, they're actually pretty good. Yes, they're also very good dipped in milk. Just saying. Yeah, okay. A milk of your choice. So in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. So in May 2017, with weakening attendance, animal rights protests, and high operating costs, mm -hmm. the circus performed its final show at Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Long Island and closed indefinitely. Okay. In May 2022, mm -hmm. after a five-year hiatus, Feld Entertainment announced that the circus would resume touring in the fall of 2023, but without animals. Oh, good. And held their return show in Louisiana on September 29th, 2023. It literally okay. did not say if it was New Orleans or Baton Rouge. On posters I saw for it, it said uh -huh. Louisiana. Just the state. So I'm guessing it happened somewhere <laughs> near one state. of those cities. Like, that's, that's the two biggest cities, cities in, in Louisiana. Or maybe they toured, like, a few cities or something. Yeah, so it happened in Louisiana. <laughs> okay. On September 29th, okay. this past year. Okay. Well, I'm glad they returned without animals. That's great, because... And I hope they're treating their human performers well. <laughs> the show also came to Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh. From February 2nd to February 4th, which means today, today is, is the last... final show. <laughs> yes. Well, if we hurry up, we can we maybe can go. get there. <laughs> it's only an hour and 15 minutes You're away. Right? <laughs> it is going to be in Greenville, South Carolina mm. next weekend. Okay. So they have made a, a bit of a comeback. a comeback. They're basically doing like stunts and like yeah. Daredevil 
well, like, type stuff. Uh, so th- that part of it, although I get a little nervous with like performances like that because I find them kind of scary and anxiety provoking. But <laughs> but the humans signed up for it. <laughs> <laughs> the ones doing jumps exactly. and shit like that anyway. But but these <laughs> they're, are they're not pulling people out of the crowd for that. Right. These are performers <laughs> who are hopefully just being fairly compensated which is the bit right but what worker in america is being fairly compensated right now you know um hopefully they're not exploiting their workers but i am glad that they've stopped exploiting animals yeah that's very good because i mean you you can't tell me that oh this tiger who we're locking in this cage and like <laughs> beating fine. with a whip no it has a very nice life you know yeah, like come it's all good on. And the elephants and stuff that they, you know, it, that's not cool. So I'm glad that they, that, good on them for I mean, adapting. At, at the time you can see them including that kind of stuff because animal oh, kind of, of it was not a thing. On top of the fact that people didn't have the chance, like, plane, airplane travel wasn't really all that possible yeah. back then. So where are people going to go to see lions and tigers and stuff like unless it's at a zoo? Right. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, there's not, and there might not even be one of those like nearby. Well, and so. unfortunately, when people did go travel to see animals, like on safari or whatever, they were rich assholes who then shot those shot. animals. Yes. Yeah. So, so now that we have some okay, context. context for the city, mm-hmm. for and the circus, the, yes, for the circus for for this particular circus company mm-hmm. itself. Now, we're on to the fire. Okay. So Thursday, July 6, 1944, began as one of the hottest days so far that year, with the temperature peaking at 94 degrees Fahrenheit. That's rough. In what would be described as a miserably hot summer. That wasn't the... I looked at their um, uh, the Farmer's Almanac for this mm-hmm. year. That wasn't even the hottest day. It got yeah. up to 98 degrees two different times. Up in the Northeast, that's rough. That's fucking... That's maxing out. Yeah. Because yeah, Hartford really is a little more... It's not central. landlocked, but it's... It is more central, yeah. Yeah, so there's not... They are not getting an ocean breeze. No. Yeah. No, not in Hartford. So, yeah, to have that, and let's be honest, this is 1944. How many places do you think had air conditioning oh, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that? Probably none. Yeah, that's not... That's, so, plus, so people are just like, yeah, it's, that's those miserable. Those big tents with a bunch of people in them, nope. they could get really... This is, well, this is also like the time when, you know, people are busting open fire hydrants just to have like, right. some, yeah. ru- some rushing water mm-hmm. just to cool off. For the off. kids to play in on the street, yeah. yeah. Otherwise yeah. you'd like fucking melt. Right. Like, that's what it feels uh-huh. like up there. Uh, so set up in a field on Barber Street, an, ex- an estimated six to 8,000 spectators mm. sought refuge from the summer heat to mm. witness a series of exhibitions that would begin with a matinee show featuring trapeze artists, mm-hmm. clowns, and wild animal, animal trainers. Right. Um, can I ask, you, you may. What, what, is your, what is your opinion of clowns? I don't like them. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> they're just, they're just clowns fucking... are very polarizing. Yeah, like, I, they're creepy. A lot of people find them incredibly creepy. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't know why. I just, I don't yeah. know why I feel that way. I just feel I that think way. there are a lot of um, uh, ph- philosophies or ideas about why maybe people find them um, disquieting. One that I read is that the painted on smile is like creates a cognitive dissonance <laughs> yeah. that's a little uncomfortable. I've had perma smile before, but I had to take acid to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not, Maybe they did I'm too. Not, Who I'm knows? Gonna, that's true. They could have painted their face like based on the perma smile. Right. 
that you have so, that you have for like four hours when you do that. I don't know that I like have a particular dislike of clowns, but I also don't have a particular like affinity to I them. I mean, I could do without them. Like if so, they <laughs> if they didn't exist. But my grandmother like... <laughs> used to collect clown figurines, no, and that just yeah, feels a little no, like that's, that's fucking. <laughs> That's that's uh, Kelly clown that's stuff, on the uh, that's on the weird creepy spectrum. Yeah, it, that is a little weird. I'm not sure that if it's I... certainly weird. Mm-hmm. And is it like is it creepy? Is it not creepy? That's the <laughs> that's the spectrum we're on. Right, <laughs> the y-axis. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah, so clowns like yeah. So clowns, okay, and animal trainers. I can, I can do and without trapeze artists. Yes, just like the New England Patriots could just do without. <laughs> <laughs> we need a count. Uh, no, that's in the the all bad things drinking game. If David uh, insults the New England Patriots, <laughs> uh, so the appearance of the circus was for many residents a rare treat. I mean, yeah. let's mm-hmm. let's face it. I mean, if this thing is going on in your neighborhood in 1944, sure. of course you're gonna go. Yeah. Like, why a, why wouldn't you? It's the 40s. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> right. What, are you, read a book. You're not gonna watch something on TV. Are you gonna listen to your favorite radio program? Right. <laughs> Maybe it's not on while the circus is going on. Oh, I I can't miss Fibber McGee and Molly or whatever. I was going to clip coupons. (laughs) Plus, if it's hot, at least going into a tent like Mm -hmm. you're shaded from the sun. If I'm presuming that this is like a big top situation. Is this tense? Yes. yes. We're going to get into the the setup. Um, World War II had been raging on for several years at this point mm-hmm. with little to no certainty on how much yeah. longer it would last, which mm-hmm. was at this time is true. Like, yeah, we did the D-Day thing and that was supposed to be it mm-hmm. and it keeps going on. Yeah. And it's like, I thought that was supposed to be the, like the final blow, like the knockout punch. Right. And the upper ups in the military might feel like there's a little bit of a changing and we, we know where this is headed, but an average person probably has no idea. Oh, and I, I mean, can you imagine the amount of fucking anxiety that oh, people yeah. had at this time? Oh, of course. This is horrible. It's probably similar to what most of us are experiencing now. Jeez. <laughs> so, so, yes, World War II had just been, is, is still in the midst of, yeah, yeah we're, it's looking like we're going to win, but we don't know when. Yeah. We don't know that for sure. So we know how it ends, but they don't. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, uh, so combined, uh, how, how much longer would last combined with the uncertainty if the allies would even win. Yeah. yeah. So chances for fun were few and far between. Yeah. The big top layout, which is what it's known as. Okay. Was one of the biggest in the world at the time. It mm. could seat as many as 9,000 spectators around wow. its three rings. So you remember the Barlam and okay. three ring circus. Okay. So there's the, uh, so of all things, I never stopped. I've heard of like, oh, oh, it's as wild as a three ring circus, but I didn't never thought of it literally. So it had like three three circular... giant poles, oh, and it, like, and that's where in the, the rings in oh, the ring okay. at the top to hold it in place. There was three of those, okay. Okay. and to let the air flow and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So three peaks in the tent, yes, okay. and plus a bunch of smaller ones. But the big okay. top was three, three. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, it measured 250 feet in width and nearly, nearly 500 feet in length. It was like 490. Yes. Okay. So it's almost, you know, almost a perfect rectangle. Okay. Um, it had 15 foot sidewalls and its roof at the peaks Uh were 48 feet high. Oh, okay. So So five stories, basically. Yeah, that is big, big top. Yeah. No one had any idea they were about to play a part in the worst disaster Mm. in Connecticut history. So, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, when you go to the circus, you're not thinking, wow, a bunch of people are going to die. But just the the massive... I mean, this is a fucking... Think of the... It's 500 that's, feet that's long. Huge, yeah. <laughs> like and 9,000... It could hold up to 9,000 yeah. feet. That's a lot of it's people. It's basically... It's holding... This thing is a little bit bigger mm-hmm. than uh, like a football field. Okay. Little, mm-hmm. little bit bigger. So mm-hmm. kind of frame it that way. And mm-hmm. We're talking about you're under a tent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it'd be really, it seems really cool to be in, actually, yeah. except for whatever's going to happen. And especially if it's freaking 94 degrees. Yeah. You just want some, like, like refuge right? from, the, from the sun. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Even though you're probably just sweat. Everybody's know, in there right? just sweating their fucking... Because there's not, like, an air... Condi- there's not no. There's not a fan running or anything no. like that. Probably not the best airflow in the world, no. either. So, following a performance by the French lion tamer, Alfred Court. <laughs> Wait. That's the, the French... Lion tamer named Alfred, Alfred Court. Court. <laughs> Not Pierre um, Duplay. No, just Alfred Court. Alfred Court. <laughs> <laughs> Famous trapeze artist, the great Valendas, took their position. Oh, the Valendas? The yes. flying Valendas? Yes. They're a long standing act. Took their positions inside the big top and began their routine. Meanwhile, just outside the tent, as the widely accepted story theorizes, oh, okay. a carelessly tossed cigarette near the partition oh. to the men's toilet started a small fire. Okay. The fire, once in the, this is the main thing, mm-hmm. once the fire became uh, in contact with the tent canvas, oh, no. the fire rapidly spread due yeah. largely to the waterproofing of the canvas oh. through the application of a paraffin wax that was thinned. Oh, no. With gasoline. Oh, jeez. So that's how they waterproofed. Was with paraffin thin with gasoline. Mm-hmm. Both of which are highly fit. A common waterproofing method at this time. Yeah. So it's not like they were doing anything right. like innovative on their own. It's just like, if you have this huge right. tent structure, which is, mm-hmm. it's a cloth. I mean, it's so a very thick cloth. So of course you're waterproof it. I, I get the idea of yes. waterproofing. Not that, okay. So, so they wax it. <clears throat> and then to... Probably to hold that wax in place, they put like a, a, a thinner on it, a gasoline right. thinner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is also and flammable as fuck. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing that at this time, that was just sort of like a thing and there was no it's regulation what you did. against yeah. it. It was just what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that was the thing. Like, there was no around. This is truly an accident in every sense. Yeah. There was no. Right. Like the person who, if this is how it started, because I know you said it's a theory, because yeah, sometimes they're not able to perfectly <laughs> I mean, reconstruct. Like but... every fire back then, if nobody could solve it, just like oh, somebody it's a tossed a cigarette. You know why? Because everybody fucking it's smoked. A back good then. guess, yeah. <laughs> and there was little like fire regulation when mm-hmm. it came to building code. Cigarette so or even a match. Boom. It could have been a match. You know, I mean, like... I remember when I was growing up, there was like a thing about like don't leave like a cigarette burning in your house because it could right. fall out of the ashtray and or a... any sort of grassy area yeah. or anything like, yeah, like make but... sure your butt is completely extinguished well and then they started putting um the ashtray portion in, in mm-hmm. trash cans and stuff like that and now like pretty much at the turn of the into the 2000s like mm-hmm. so People don't really smoke anymore. They vape, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's and now you can't even really do that. Smokers, but uh, but certainly since like the year like early two thousands, like mm-hmm. less and less people smoke. So you see less and less of the, you know what I mean of the, 
the apparatus around yeah. the smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where at this time you, just, you could fucking just smoke anywhere the fuck you wanted yeah. to. Like, <laughs> Including in a tent full of children. Right. And especially <laughs> if you were outside. It yeah. was just like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. any smoking section that any stadium still has, it's outside. Right. You're not under anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you guys want to fucking go outside and smoke, outside, you yeah. literally have to go outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, it's... And yeah, like you said, accident in every sense of the word. Nobody's acting maliciously here. Yeah. Which is also very sad. <laughs> so, yes. So I make the... <laughs> I put in this little joke here. Like, <laughs> sounds like a great idea. Maybe we can waterproof all of our new appliances appliances oh with paraffin and gasoline gasoline. (laughs) what could go wrong (laughs) it is also to be fair it is also very easy to look back at old timey stuff and be like what what a stupid idea and it's like it works what it was yeah i mean it did it's i'm sure it did what it was supposed to do unfortunately it takes stuff like this to show Mm -hmm. what a bad idea it is Mm -hmm. so one of the performers noticed the fire and screamed quote the tents on fire, unquote. Oh, Band leader Merle Evans quickly had his musicians break into st- uh, Stars and Stripes Forever, a predetermined signal that circus employees, oh. two circus employees, that something was horribly wrong. Oh, so they so, had their own built-in alarm system. Yes. Was that the orchestra would mm-hmm. be the alarm. Oh, wow. Ringmaster Fred Bradna urged the audience not to panic and to leave in an orderly fashion, but the okay. fire had shorted out the power. Oh no! And he could not be heard through his microphone. So they, so really, they had created a system they within did. the performers to be able to help get everybody out orderly and themselves. And let's themselves. be honest, you know, I mean, and they they cued the orchestra the right way, and the announcer meant to was doing what he was supposed to do, but. The fire had already fucked up with the electrical system, yes. yeah. Which is which back then not was their let's, fault. Back it then, let's be honest, great. Probably, probably didn't take a whole lot. No, probably. Like if somebody not. tripped over a cord, it took them like eighteen hours. To right. Sit, like, Shit. Like we got to run that back. Well, I'm, I'm kidding. Right. Well, <laughs> electronics were. Yeah. They were a lot different than they are now. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah, in 1944, like ten people in that whole city had a TV. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Bradna and the ushers unsuccessfully tried to maintain some order as yeah. the panicked crowd tried to flee the big top. The ushers also worked uh, to attempt to douse the fire with water jugs that had been stationed in the big top and to pull down the canvas sections okay. that were on fire. But after realizing their attempts were futile, they began helping to evacuate the crowds instead. They're like, look, so this is not going to work. Working. We just need to get everybody. We can't save any part of this tent. No. We just need to get we just everybody. need to get the people out. Sounds like everybody, all the workers were reacting And again, well. like, let's be honest, at this time, like we were just talking about, there's a decent chance you could die in a building fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. In, in 1944. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's happening. Yeah. That's why they have their song. That's why they have That's, a bucket uh, sitting right. around. Yeah. You know, I mean, really. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, it looks like they were executing the plan that as they were supposed to. They had a plan, to, but we've done plenty of episodes where there was no fucking plan, yeah. no nothing, uh-huh. no. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, and and without at least they had something going on. Without really being able to communicate with the crowd, it's hard to maintain order. So, and that's natural for people to just freak which out. Which is probably why, like you, now children. you mentioned that, which is probably why they had the band play the alarm. Because right. let's not just have some big because if the electronics thing. do short out, that's true too. How are people supposed to know? You can hear the. I'm sure this is like a fifty right. piece orchestra, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody can hear that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> I think Stars and Stripes is... Isn't that Stars and Stripes? Stars and Stripes Forever. Isn't that it? The John yeah. Phillips Sousa? You would know more than dun, me. Dun, 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 dun. You know how? <laughs> you know how I know? <laughs> the that. person with Jim Caldwell what records or whoever it was. <laughs> Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. <laughs> you know how I know? His I nasty, know that's nasty mate. Is that how that orchestra goes? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, the I know that's a John Philip Sousa march, and I know Stars and Stripes Forever is a John Philip Sousa march. But the only reason I know that one is because it was in Horton Hears a Who. Did oh. you ever see that as a kid, Horton Hears a Who? I'm, Dr. Seuss? Well, I, I'm pretty sure I read it. I don't think I, I, don't think I saw okay. it. Was well, that the one with Danny DeVito? Wasn't he in that? No, it was a cartoon. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, there they <laughs> they did a song at the end to that tune. It was, Oh, be kind to your small person friend. Every who, da 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 da. Be kind to every who on every speck. Anyone may just likely be your brother. Oh, be kind. Anyway. Okay. That is a John Philip Sousa March. I don't know if it is this John Philip Sousa March. We'll look it up later. Yes. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, that's oh right. no. Yeah. That, see, that's why I was stalling. Because yes. <laughs> I didn't want to hear where this goes. Um, so though most uh, spectators were able to escape the fire, many people oh. were caught up in the hysteria. Yeah. Witnesses said some simply ran around in circles trying to find their loved ones rather than oh, trying to escape. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough because... You just don't know what to do. You're just panicked. Well, and if Extreme you're there panicked. with your kids, but your kids aren't sure. with you... Or your are husband you gonna, or your... Are you going to go running? We've talked about how if something happened to our house, we wouldn't leave here without our cats. Right. Can you imagine being <laughs> in public space and leaving without your no, child? of course not. Like, I get that. I mean, it's it's not what you're supposed to do, but I also really get it. I really understand it. Of course. It. That's horrible. So, some escaped, but ran back inside to look for family members. Yeah. Others stayed in their seats until it was too late, assuming that the fire would be put out promptly. Yeah, and maybe trying to be like, oh, hey, everyone's running around, let's not get let's, caught up let's, in let's, this. We'll be calm. Yeah, but then, then that ended up being, yeah. As the flames uh, reached 100 feet high... Panicked patrons Jesus. ran for the exits, only to find several of them blocked by animal cages in the process oh, no. of being moved in and out of the tent. Oh, man. The only animals in the big top at the time were the big cats trained by May Kovar and Joseph Walsh that had just finished performing when the fire started. Okay. And again, it, it doesn't say like a lion, tiger, it just says big cats. Yeah, like that's Three okay. different, so mm-hmm. I'm going to guess lions and tigers, tigers. or... Something. Big Sca- cats. Scary things. Big cats. <laughs> who now there's a fire going on. Like good and job. Freaking out. Good job trying to corral that. When our fire alarm goes off, our cats <laughs> yes. are. Jesse runs into the bathtub. Yeah. Demetrius hides in the closet. Can you imagine a giant cat freaking out? So the big cats were herded through the chutes leading from the performing cages to several cage wagons and were unharmed except for a few minor burns. So that's what okay. was. Okay. They had like special shoots through the tent. Okay, to get them through mm-hmm. and into their cage. That's what, but that's what was blocking some of mm-hmm. these exits to get out. So, well, small comfort, but I'm glad to hear that n- none of the no, cats none were of the animals were were the animals made armed, it out. Just minor injuries. Yes, I just wish the same could be said for all the people. Yeah, so they were unharmed except for a few minor burns. Mm-hmm. The the big cats. 
Uh, but bottlenecks formed at the exits yeah. as patches of burning canvas began to rain down on circus attendees. Yikes. Those unable to escape through the designed exits began slashing holes through the canvas yeah. to make their own way out. Uh, hey, I can't do what blame you, you do. at that point. In less than 10 minutes, the fire burned through the poles and support oh ropes God. holding oh, up girl. the canvas, sending the remnants of the 19-ton oh my God. big top crashing down on those not fortunate enough to have already escaped. Mm. By the time firefighters put out the flames, nearly 170 people lay dead. Oh, wow. Most died from exposure to the fire and smoke, but a mm. significant number were also trampled and crushed, yeah. crushed from yeah, the... the tent coming down, most likely. So there, there's a crowd crush component to this, or stampede component. Suffocation. Then, suffocation. I mean, asphyxiation, just... and then just the cr- literal crush of the, the canvas. Yeah. Wow. That, just a that's fucking like multiple modes a, of death. That's a fucking horrible. horror movie. Yeah. Just, just no. Is that the final death count? One hundred seventy. Well, we're gonna get into that in, oh, a, okay. in a bit. It's, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so perhaps the most famous victim of the fire was a little girl without a name known as Little Miss 1565, a name derived to the number assigned to her by the city morgue. A debate about her identity remains to this day. Oh, wow. So, like, they could just never identify Mm -hmm. her? Some believe her to be a local six-year-old named Sarah Graham, while others theorize she is Eleanor Emily Cook, a young girl from Massachusetts. Mm. Because of a picture that appeared in newspapers across the country of Sad tramp clown, that's this guy's job at the circus. Oh, Kelly. oh okay, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. So That's sad. why I had to pause for <laughs> okay. a second. So there was a person who went by the name Sad, sad tramp, tramp Clown. clown. Okay. Like, All right. Yeah, like he's one of the extras. We're not trying to be politically correct no. because it's 1944. <laughs> um, he took a picture of her? No, he's in a picture holding oh, okay. a bucket of water. Okay. Like trying, trying to douse to the, the okay. flame. Um. So the event became known as, quote, the day the clowns cried. Unquote, oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So that was kind of the... This is separate from the little girl. Yes. Situ- okay. Yes. Gotcha. So the aftermath. Man. Local authorities deemed the fire a terrible accident. Yeah, it most likely, like it. Most likely caused by a carelessly tossed cigarette. I mean... Yeah. But Which our... I don't know that people were taught to carefully right? douse your cigarette. Yeah. Just flick uh, it and that's it. But arson was also taken into consideration hmm. as well. Authorities never charged anyone with starting the fire, but no. this did not exonerate Ringling Brothers officials from some form of culpability. Yeah. Five circus officials were arrested the next day, and four men faced charges for acts of negligence. Okay. Cited among these acts was a lack of fire pre- preparation on okay. the part of circus management, and an investigation into the blaze revealed that at the time of the performance... The circus's fire extinguishers remained buried and Ah. inaccessible in a storage unit. Okay, that is negligent. (laughs) While its fire trucks rested more than a quarter mile away. Yeah, okay, so they were not following even whatever protocol did Like even slight protocol, which which wasn't much. Mm -hmm. Investigators also charged the circuits with failing to notify the Hartford Fire Department of their arrival and intention to perform. I don't understand how you get a permit (gasps) for that. Right? like the, for something like that, like the fire department's just going to need to know. Can you imagine when the call <laughs> came in? When the call came into the fire department, <laughs> like they're the, like, the "Hey, the circus is on fire." What circus? Like, <laughs> Why do not know about this? They want in New York City. <laughs> like, no, there's a circus downtown. Why did nobody yeah. tell us? <laughs> and and there were probably like guys from the fire department that were just there having a good time. And they're like, "Oh, we forgot to tell the captain." No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm kidding, of course. 
but, but still, uh, no. But can you imagine, like, hosting an event uh, with, with 8,000 people yeah. and not notifying, like, the fire department? <laughs> like, Jeez. <laughs> and people are like, oh, these rules and regulations. It's like, no, there's, like, common sense shit. You would think if it's you, common sense. Well, you would. Mm-hmm. If you have a gathering of thousands of people, mm-hmm. it's a good idea that the fire department just know knows about, about it. it. Well, and that's so. why there are things like permits because yes. those because per- that permits is being like because when you buy that permit, they are going to tell local police and local EMS and local or, that this is going on. Or that permit includes includes that protection includes that protection or yeah. includes requirements. Okay, you have to have X number of cops there, X right. number of firefighters. Because like um, my band plays festivals all the time. There's always There's a EMS. ton of cops yes, and, and ambulances. And yes. Just in case. Exactly. They're just on standby. Um, I know because when our drummer fell off the stage. <laughs> yeah, EMS had to intervene. There, we were able to get, we were able to get a, a, an EMS and pers- like, an EMT over really quick. And especially like even in an outdoor festival with even like one or two thousand people, somebody could faint yeah. in the sun or yeah. just need. With any number of people, there could be any number of. If you get enough people together. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody's going to die. Like, statistically. <laughs> no, statistically. I'm just saying. That just sounded so ominous. I mean, like, if you have, if like... You get a bunch of people together, somebody's going to die. I mean, if you have, like, tens of thousands of people yes. together. Mm-hmm. Not, like, something like this. It certainly increases risk. Yes. Exponentially. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not like it's not like a person walking down the street needs a cop <laughs> and an like, EMT like, behind no. them. <laughs> Wait, I live in a city of 500,000 people. Does that mean I'm going to die? Like, <laughs> right. no. I meant, like... <laughs> David, how many people will you be guaranteed to die? You're going to die. But uh, we're laughing because this is horrible. Because it's sad. The whole situation is horrible. I, I mean, it's. It sounds like they went after the right people, which is management, sure. like the people in charge of this. Well, who the, aren't, the producers, aren't even, essentially. Yeah, yeah, who aren't even following these basic requirements. Because it sounds like the workers actually attempted to follow their protocol well, it sounds like they had a plan yeah mm-hmm. for something like this and it just it was, it was just too, too overwhelming yeah it was just gonna overwhelm the situation like they needed the fire department yeah the people that didn't, right? that didn't know <laughs> that this was going on and and that's not the workers fault that <laughs> no. is management's fault yeah no so in the end, four of the five circus officials pleaded no contest to the charges and spent approximately one year in prison before eventually receiving pardons. Oh, wow. So they there was jail time served. Yes. Okay. Um, in addition, the circus agreed to pay nearly $5 million in compensation mm-hmm. to the families of the victims. Good. They should. Um, so, I mean, we, so we know from earlier um, uh, how much money, like $5 million is in this time. Yeah. Because we know how much... Uh-huh. How much money $1.7 million right. was in this time. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's so, yeah. a big settlement. Um, an interesting twist to the story came six years later as police in Ohio arrested one Robert Dale Segui for starting a number of fires in 1950. Oh, so he was a, a, an arsonist. Under intense interrogation, Segui, a former circus employee who worked uh-huh. at the 1944 performance in Hartford... Uh-oh. Confessed to starting the fire along along with fires in Maine and New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and even to committing four murders. Jesus. Authorities committed Sagi, who claimed the figure of a ghostly Native American riding a flaming horse told him to start fires, to the state hospital for treatment of paranoid what? schizophrenia. Yeah, okay, yeah. And years later, Sagi Sagi recanted his confession. But, okay, so, like, so at the he time was un- it was 
he was due to his mental illness he was unreliable yes. as far as like what he was saying so it's not necessarily particularly credible his confession and he recanted it yes he he was just his head was he not was okay just, no. yeah so as a result of the hartford circus fire of 1944 connecticut enacted new strict fire safety Good. regulations for public performances Good. In july of 2005 the site of the 1944 fire now a small field behind the Wish School in Hartford, witnessed the dedication of a memorial to the victims of that day's tragic events. Mm. And that was the story. Wow. The Hartford Circus Fire. I, so 170-ish was the... The, the... the controversy comes in with some people were so badly burned that they're putting body parts together. And oh, people yeah. lacked identification in the 1940s. And plus, we're talking about a bunch of little kids. And they also, like, there was at least one child they never they, identified. Right. So, wow. And, and it's it's hard when, I mean, the 1940s aren't as old-timey as, like, 150 years no, ago. No, they're not as old-timey as we tend to think they might be. But there's still just some things that... It's it's easier to identify people now, of for, course, through forensics as well as just we have more ID yeah. or identifying things on us. You might not even have a photo of yourself in 1944. Right, right, uh huh. I mean, yeah. really, uh-huh. or you might have one. Right, oh, right, <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Now it it's like really to identify somebody, like make... find their Facebook profile, right, or, or their, their phone, Instagram. or mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, but they had. Um, so the Hartford Courant had all the people who had passed away. Like listed Like them. All, the, all the known listed ones. Mm-hmm. So the youngest I saw was five. Mm. The oldest I saw was 65. Well, a circus and there, brings and there in was a kind of yeah. And there was kind of every age in between. Yeah. So it wasn't just kids. Yeah. I would say, honestly, like looking through the people I looked through, because mm-hmm. everything was individually marked, mm-hmm. I would say it was almost like a third kids, like a third Middle-aged people, 20s, person, 30s, yeah. and like... And like older. maybe a third, like you know, fifty, sixties. So like it was really the taking whole their age. grandkids to yeah. the yeah the whole spectrum, right? Yeah, because that's who's showing up to a circus Families. in nineteen forty four. Families, yeah. So probably I would also guess a lot of women. Yes, mm-hmm. and a lot of older people because just by sheer virtue of the fact that a lot of younger men were not in right. America at the time because that, they were, they were well. serving. So. And the thing is, like, like this thing, like, because I had it laid out, like, where it was in the city. Like, mm-hmm. th- this is in the middle of, like, residential neighborhoods and stuff yeah. like that. It's on a, you know, a, a grass, like, field that was mm-hmm. known to have, we're going to mm-hmm. have these events for this and that and right. for the city. So like people, a campus. Kind right. Of, yeah. So people just walked there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like it was hard to get to, or. And I'm sure in 1944, nobody had a problem with like handing their kids fifty cents and sending them off to the to the circus. circus. Yeah, no. mm-hmm. like fuck off. <laughs> like I'm gonna drink some bathtub gin. <laughs> it's the 40s. So prohibition's over. Well, some people probably still had it, and I'm gonna smoke some marijuana. <laughs> Run away. Uh. Go away, child. But uh. Oh, that's it's uh, very sad. It is. That. And it sounds like just a genuine accident, but with poor planning by man yes. by man, producers, like you said. And I'm glad that that they were held accountable, and that it resulted in stricter guidelines for mm-hmm. fire safety. Ultimately, anything that comes up for fire safety, none of us should ever bulk against. <laughs> 
Ever, no, period. <laughs> unless it's some weird shit where you have to participate in putting it out. That is like, well, maybe. Well, you know, interestingly, but, uh, my my dad was saying he works for the state. I won't get more specific than that. But um, they have an, they, they work in a laboratory and they have an annual like fire safety training. We do too, yeah. Where they have to put out Use a, a yeah. small fire with a, with a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. They're all required to get practice with the fire extinguisher. It, it I've is, never had to take that type, of, but I've never I worked have. in a lab. It, it, it is yeah. fun. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Because, <laughs> I mean, the fire department's there and everything. Right, and right. Like, yeah, they're it's very controlled. Because, well, they, they tell you, they just attack it, put it out. <laughs> yeah. But they, but they do. They just uh-huh. light a fire and they're like, you gotta it attack out. it, put mm-hmm. it out. Like, mm-hmm. so, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in, in um environments where that is a potential hazard, that is important training to have. Um, my job, they don't teach. Yeah, the <laughs> fucking we don't do anything like, like the, that. The but... chemicals and shit that we have in our building. Yeah, yeah. fucking fire could could happen. For sure, for sure. Yeah, but that's why, like, anytime there's fire drills, uh, I I, I still. I will say that when we stay at a hotel, I still look at those little fire charts on the back of the door that they're required to put, you know, where your nearest exit is mm-hmm. and everything. It's just good to be aware and to know. And every single one of those things is the result of something horrible having happened yeah. to somebody in the past. Because it really those is. things didn't exist. Like it really truly is. So, um, and I'm just glad we don't waterproof things with paraffin and gas anymore. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad we're not part of, uh, like, uh, victims that regulation came out of something that we're involved in, thankfully. But, unfortunately, could not say that for these people. Yeah. All right. Well, that was excellent. Thank you. That's a good, that's a good topic and one that a lot of people have suggested. So, it's a bit, it is a biggie. Yes. I hope I, uh, hope I served the audience well. Yes. Very good. (laughs) Well... We're going to get ready to record another episode, which will be the one you heard last week. (laughs) So we're just all out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. (laughs) Well, was that Injustice for All? Is that what that was from? You're out of order. That was um, Pacino. I I don't remember. You can't handle the truth. That's not Pacino. That's that's Jack Nicholson. That's Jack Nicholson. Anyway, I I just drank... um, an entire Escazoo. Yeah, you're feeling it. Oh, yeah. You're, you're high off caffeine right now. I'm high off cocoa caffeine. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's a good time to record another episode. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so that was the story of the Hartford Circus Fire. And this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you last week. I mean, next week. Bye-bye.